Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! I am the father. Get it? TalkSTL.com Real Spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the war room of the O'Keefe Think Tank, this is Real Spoilers, episode 135. Don't look at me. I lost count again, <laughs> son of a bitch. Ah, I don't know. There's no Kevin here to correct you. <laughs> I know. So. Then there were three. Yeah. We're... Dan's out of town, and Kevin is uh, sick. I'm making he's air got, quotes. He's got uh, fallout uh, oh, radiation. Yeah. It's funny. He, like, he texted me at like 6 o'clock in the morning saying he woke up sick. When did he text you, Joe? Uh, four. And what was he saying? Still playing Fallout. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Just making sure. <laughs> so so for the record, I work nights. So yeah. like I was supposed to be awake. You, you've already built your schedule. <laughs> That's correct. Right. I, I will say I did play that game late last night, where I'm, and I'm like, I'm going to get to bed a little early, you know, so I can get, because I got up early today, because I got a event at my house later today that I got to clean up for. And I'm like, oh, I bet you I'm getting to bed early. It was like one o'clock. And like, I'm like, I'm one like, in the morning? Yeah. And I'm like, what? It was like <laughs> 7 o'clock an hour ago. Oh, those days. Yeah. It's like, what happened? I don't. It's daylight outside. That's what happens when the wife is out of town. <laughs> you have no passage of time anymore. Well, that's Already? Uh, the wife's out of town. That's like the least offensive thing you could be doing with your computer. <laughs> so I think it's okay. Yeah. We should probably go around real quick and introduce everybody so everybody can say their names. I'm Blake Fail. I'm Joe Patisi. And I am Tom O'Keefe. Uh, you know, it's weird because I'm, uh, I'm not a video game guy at all. Have you ever been? Uh, when I was a kid, okay, and I'm because of my age, I I hit the gap on video games where I outgrew them before they could keep up with me. Yeah, and so by the time, so so I, my first game was an Atari twenty six hundred. Okay, because that was awesome. Yes, that <laughs> system will never that's be a, beat. That's a pitfall. What's that? Pitfall. Pitfall. Yeah. I rocked the Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man game was, was awful. Crap. So was Superman. Yeah, but uh, but but Pitfall was great. Yeah, and yeah I played all. You know, like we. That asteroids, I yeah, kick ass yeah, that yeah. game. Was that was that a stand up one first and then transferred to the Atari? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Most of them were ports. Yeah. From that kind yeah. Of it was yeah, a while yeah. before they started. Before they you started getting. I'm trying to remember the first good video game that wasn't a a transfer of an arcade game. It might have been Mario. Pit, might have been Pitfall. I think Pitfall had a uh, stand up machine too. Did it? I, I don't ever so. remember a Pitfall machine. It may have been after though. There were similar games. There was there were like. Um, there was like a Tarzan type game. Oh, and uh, just, just blocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was a little better than that, because the arcade stuff was better. Right. You know? Right. Right. But uh, but so anyway, so I I outgrew the Atari twenty six hundred, and like they really didn't have a new thing waiting for you. That there was, was a, there was a gap. There was an Atari seventy eight hundred, but nobody bought that, <laughs> and and then it just kind of went away, and then the NES hit. But by that time, I was in college, and I didn't really have time for it. When was it? Because I totally had, I had that was my first one. Yeah, and like, and I played Super Mario Brothers on NES, but the other games I just never really got around to. And then, and then Sega, and then it just all exploded. And yep. then there were just too many buttons. <laughs> and I'm like, they're too. Many I definitely <laughs> remember the first time I saw a PlayStation One controller. Yeah, and I was like, this is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like, where's my where's my two buttons and like triggers? Yeah, like, there was just way too many buttons, and I'm like, I can't keep up. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and at this point, I'm like 30, and I'm just like, let's. That's what happened to my dad. My dad, my dad would play with us when we were younger with like yeah. NES, yeah, NES and, controllers and, Ge- yeah. and Genesis and stuff. Sure. And it was still pretty simple. And then there's just like a while he was finishing his doctorate, he just couldn't play games with us, right? Because he was he was just so busy. 
and uh, he he came back and tried to play a game like a hockey <laughs> game with me later, like after I think it was like when the reg- original Xbox came okay. out. and yeah. uh, and he's like I don't know what to do with all these buttons <laughs> yeah. I mean, buttons not, and triggers has and not knobs played and- <laughs> a console or PC games since he plays games on his phone but yeah uh, see I'll play games on my phone but it's like I play like I play like housewife games. Yeah. Like I'm bejeweled blitz. Oh, I was and like, what does that mean? Candy Crush, <laughs> and I'm doing that sort of what stuff. What my dad did after his doctorate, since he couldn't play video games with us anymore, is he beat. Uh, you ever play the game uh, Free Cell on sure. Windows, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the card game? There was 32,000 games in the original Free Cell. He beat all 32,000. That's uh, that's wow. dedication. I don't yeah. know if that's cool or really sad. It's it's <laughs> it's a little bit a little of both. A little yeah. bit of yeah. both. He's an engineer. It's uh, that's <laughs> what they do. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so like I just like ga- like I see games, I see it, and I'm like, that looks really cool, and I just don't. When am I gonna have the time to do? You that? would like Fallout. There's a lot of. Uh, uh, I guess if if you're like a cinema fan, there's a lot yeah. of lot of uh, stuff in there, especially because it's it's like basically if you took the world. How we thought, like, uh, like right after World War II, how we thought the future was going to be. Right. And you took it to the year 2077, and it's still that, like, Art Deco and, sure. and like, you know, crooner music and yeah. stuff like that. And then a bomb hits, and people come out of shelters, you know. Gotcha. 200 years later to an irradiated wasteland, you know. Gotcha. But it's it's really... Really, like, kind of neat. It's cooler. Yeah, than yeah. That. yeah. I'm, I'm not an anti video game guy. I'm not yeah. like, oh, they're stupid. They're a waste of time. I just like, I, I know what a time suck they are, oh, yeah. and it's oh, such man. a learning curve for me at this point that I'm just like, I'm just not. I'll just read a book. <laughs> just read a book. I just, I'll just read a book. I just wonder, like, I keep picturing, like, me at like sixty. Like, am I still gonna be playing video games at sixty? You're gonna be bumping rap music in I your know. car. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see. Music. That's a great joke. If, if, uh, if video games because they make your mind work in a different way right if like if they'll if what what people are like at that age that have played video games or has it wired their brain differently and like for the better like right. i'm not i don't i'm not like being like the shaking my cane at them i'm just like will it prevent you know oh that's true i guess brain degeneration type stuff yeah because you're you know my dad does say he's like i'm so i'm a pretty good uh a shot with my firearm, right? And my dad's like, I like guess a real one or in games, like a real one. Okay. Uh, so my dad's like, I guess all those video games actually paid off. And I was like, What do you mean? He's like, You were really good on those video games. And he's like, And now it has transferred into real life. And I was like, oh, I guess I they never are supposed thought to about that. Hand yeah. 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 I don't know. It was weird. It's a yeah. weird correlation. I was like, You were training me from a very young age. <laughs> Like the last Starfighter, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So, uh, uh, so I guess uh, we should uh, get into our uh, shameless plugs and show notes. Don't forget that we're available on the iTunes, so you can go there and rate and review and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us a lot. We haven't had any reviews in a while, so you're we slacking. Yeah, you're slacking. We have had some good uh, uh, interaction. We have through the Facebook page, yes. though, Facebook.com/slash yep. Real Spoilers. Uh, uh, Michael Booth uh, corrected us. Uh, Kevin referred to him as Michael in China, and I guess he's not Michael in China. Oh, really? That's according to so, oh, so we have another Michael. Uh, Michael. He he says uh, he says I was surprised to hear my name Michael in China when he read my email about dead guys in shoes. I'm sure there are <laughs> several Michaels in China, but I can't claim that one. <laughs> so we do have a listener who we is, do have yeah, a Michael yeah, in yeah, China, yeah. but it's not him. It's not this so guy. <laughs> he's, but he goes on to say that uh, he says I love the new format. The show appears to have genuine momentum, attracting. The attention of new listeners, the iTunes store, and great new guests. Uh, I've searched for similar type podcasts to add to my subscribe list, but you guys have a truly unique product. Thanks. 
I think that's a compliment. I think so too. He's listening. He's talking to us. I'm yeah. going to take that as a compliment. Right, right. But right. it's like when somebody <laughs> said, "What do you think of this?" Well, that's really different. I mean, you did a. It's something. Yeah. yeah. He says, I tried listening to some celebrity podcasts, but they seem too self-aware, if that makes any sense. You guys have the right balance of bravado and humility. <laughs> Thank you. With the, em- <laughs> with, the em- with the emphasis on humor and in-depth knowledge of the subject matter, I forget that other people listen other than me. So when you guys mention listener comments or criticisms about religious comments, I was disappointed. I think he was a little jealous. Yeah. So it, I guess we should say the guy that we got we talked about was extremely cool. We we did kind of get into a back and forth with somebody. Yeah. About, oh, he was very cool. I yeah, think yeah. he was saying he's disappointed, like that he's not the only oh, one. Oh, okay. Like, not disappointed okay, okay. that he said well, for what he said, but disappointed that he's like, oh wait, I share this podcast with other people. Right, okay, like, it feels very you. personal. To him, when I so. read it, I thought he was like, oh, why would he yeah. get into it with those guys? And it says, uh, I've never found any of your comments offensive or off putting in any way. To which I say, <laughs> give it time. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously you haven't listened to. I'm gonna up me. my game. There's a reason why none of my family talks to me anymore. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, he says I prefer an unrestrained real spoilers or real spoilers with an A. Hey. That joke doesn't really work when you say it out loud. <laughs> uh, as you recently joked, I get the movies here so sporadically that I don't really have a choice about the sequence of listening to you and watching the movie. Plus, I don't care. I've often listened to the podcast, watched the movie, and then re-listened to the podcast. That's dedication. That's a good way to do uh, it. I recently did this with Everest and Ant Man. So, anyways, as you can tell, I'm a big fan. If I may add, I really enjoy the director's episodes and Night of the Living Dead pos- podcast. Both were great fun to listen to and don't rely on any upcoming film. Lastly, shamefully, uh, we're all about shame- shamelessly. Shamelessly. That's how we yeah, do it. Right. That's how we roll. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't share your show too much because I don't really know how I should, but somehow at 48, Facebook and social media are difficult to me as learning <laughs> Mandarin. So, I'm confused. Is he in China or is he not in That's China? That's what I, th- I I'm feel so like spun he's around in now. China. Yeah. So, because he says about movies not getting sporadically, sporadically, I, I'm so confused. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway, it, if you want to share it, and you, you don't have to, but if you want to share, no, you it, have to. Oh, you have to. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, Joe yeah, said yeah. you have to, and nope. he's a good shot. So he you is really, a good shot. you really yeah. want to listen yeah. to him. But if you, <laughs> uh, if if you, if when you see the post, like along the bottom of it, there'll be something that says like share. share. Yeah. And so you like, just click it's like that. A, cur- a curved arrow, and then it'll say share with friends. If you click that, it shares instantly. And if it just says share, you can write a little note like these guys are really funny. You should listen <laughs> or whatever. So. Um, Blake is my favorite. I wish he was on <laughs> So, uh, so even if you don't hear from me, much from me, I'm a faithful listener in China. I'm confused. Yeah, I think this is the guy from China. Well, he says he's not that one. Maybe he's saying he can't claim to be the only Michael in China. Oh, that but he's be. the only Michael in China that's ever talked to us. That is correct. So, from our perspective, you're the only Michael. You're in the China. only Michael in China. Yes. So. <laughs> number one in our program, number one in our hearts. There you go. <laughs> First time caller, long time listener. Yeah. <laughs> so, but thank you for the uh, for yeah, the that's nice very letter. cool. Thank you so much. And then uh, uh, Julianne Jordan uh, messaged us on yes. Facebook last night with some uh, some uh, thoughts on the movie Inception. But oh, uh, yeah, that's right. But it was I just thought this was interesting. You you Joe had asked her how she had discovered us. Yes, and she said she was looking for a movie review podcast on iTunes, and she liked our cover art. And we were rated highly, and so good things. So you, so she says we were one of the many that she picked to narrow down to her favorites, and we are definitely her number one favorite. So yes. that's very kind of you. Yeah, thank it's you. Ni- for, thank you for looking. Yeah, it's nice to know that the cover art works. The guy, <laughs> I, I, I sent that post, uh, the message to the guy who designed the artwork. Yeah, because it's not oh, one of you? us. Yeah, I oh, was yeah. like, hey, Pete, that actually yeah. matters because he gets kind of down. And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm like, nah, no, it totally, totally matters. Totally matters. Yeah. And so I sent that to him so he could see that it helped. But uh, 
Um, but yeah. So that's when we cool. when we ask you to rate and review us, that's why. Like we that generated a listener. Like she like if she had stumbled on us a year and a half ago, she'd have seen like three <laughs> reviews and she'd have like, been like, nah. no thanks, no dice. So. That stuff really does matter. And those were the ones that we wrote. <laughs> yes. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I, ha- yeah. I haven't written one. I should just, to, but I don't even know what my iTunes name is. It's probably. Like, I have. They've changed iTunes so much now. Like, I don't know. iTunes. I, I hate iTunes. Yeah. It's, I, it I slows think it's my computer down, <laughs> so I just don't. I, I, I subscribe to us on Stitcher. Oh. Do you? Yeah. I'm, I'm Pod Kicker. Yeah. Are you? That's what I use, yeah. I'm so. iTunes. And a cast, of course. And of course, we have to be a cast. Yeah, that's a given. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I guess uh, that, that's probably enough for the shameless. Yeah, place. I think it's. Thank so, you guys so thank much. Thank you for, for. We love the interaction. So that's absolutely. always nice. So I guess uh, now uh, we will turn our eyes to the box office, since I'm the guy with the computer in front of me. Abacus. I will have Kevin's abacus at <laughs> <of> the ready. <laughs> Good luck. So uh, we're, all, in, we're all counting on you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so coming in at number one this week, I don't think uh, is a big surprise. Uh, it made thirty three point five million dollars. Spectre returns to the top of the box office. It's good timing on their part. Yeah. It's good. And have Hollywood took the week off. Yes, it did. So there's <laughs> yikes. Everything yeah. out this week is a big steam and turd, and they know it. Yeah. They're just like you can t- every every movie that's out <laughs> this week has the feel of oh we had to release something. <laughs> you know what? Uh, we'll put it out now. Yeah. I guess it's it's just that last couple weeks before Thanksgiving yeah. where yep. everything's just. Although the I feel like it's kind of open next week, don't they? Yeah, yeah but the, not as much as they used to. I feel like Thanksgiving used to be like a really big release time. Yeah, where like people were were putting out a lot of stuff, but now everybody waits till around Christmas. But yeah. now people are scared to release because Star Wars. Yeah. I would be. <laughs> I can't like the new Tina Fey Amy Poehler movie is released on the same day as the Force Awakens. I'm like that. That's dumb. They like, must, that's, there, I there's think an audience for that too. I think they're banking on counter programming. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But man, I just yeah, I think they're I think they're hoping that it'll be like, you know, like oh, the the boys will go see Star Wars and the girls can go see this. Oh, but I see. I think that's a mistake because I think there are a lot of boys that like oh yeah Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Very funny. And I think there are a lot of girls that like Star Wars. I also think they're the Lily. What's her name? The new the girl in Star Wars. The new girl. Oh, Daisy. Yeah, Daisy. Daisy. I feel like Daisy she's, she's going to be a main character. So, like, girls are going to be like, oh, I want to go see that movie because she's going to be a hero, we think. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking uh, that they're probably pretty smart putting a young girl like that as, you're right. like, your main hero. Because I don't think... There's, there's, enough, there's enough testosterone-filled <laughs> guys in the movie that there's plenty of, uh, plenty of guys that little boys are going to want to be, but... Having that main character that's a female and a strong female, yep. it's it's going to sell them a lot of money. Yes, well, and look is. how well it's worked for Hunger Games or Divergent. Oh, yeah. or, and, and Divergent isn't even good. No, those and are it's awful. making money. <laughs> and so the first one was okay, but the second one, the second was, one was just, was... oof, yeah. So uh, kicking the ball. She yeah. seems to be a much uh, more capable character just from the trailers. I agree. Than what, not that Princess Leia was a pushover, but she was definitely... Uh, uh, little. She was a princess. Yeah, she right. was stereotyped. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, especially in the first first movie. Yeah, the she's second, constantly third, being she rescued. Better. But yeah, yeah, yeah. By the third one, she's just a concubine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, coming in at number two, the Peanuts movie. Oh, well, good for it. So, uh, and you it, saw it, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It was cute. I mean, it's just, it's just, it like Charlie Brown specials are so slight. And like yeah. that's kind of their appeal at the same time, but so to 
pay money to see one on the big screen just feels some a little anticlimactic. Yeah. If that makes have any they sense. ever had? Have they ever had a, a big? Yeah, movie the, before uh, your your good man Charlie Brown, nineteen sixty nine, was okay. released theatrically. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it made twenty three point five million dollars, bringing its total to eighty one point seven million dollars. You said so. it was on a hundred million dollar budget, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's just uh, I, I don't have foreign totals. Okay, that's just domestic. Yeah, that's so. not bad. I mean, well and done. Also, if it rejuvenates that brand, obviously there's a lot of built in. Toy sales. Yeah, yeah we said correct. last week that like even if they break even on the box office, just getting Charlie Brown that back brand there. awareness back to to Peanuts, and I mean it's still sold. I still see merchandise for Peanuts. Yeah, but sure. Yep. I guarantee you, if this this one gets good play on video too, you're going to see a lot more of it again. Yeah, and th- it's kind of similar to what uh, Disney did a few years back with Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Is they were having issues with their uh, their core brand, the Fab Five, is what they call them. Which is what Mickey, Donald, oh, Pluto, oh, oh, Goofy. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so, but they didn't have brand awareness among like two to five year olds. Okay. For their core, right? Like right. if you went to a five year old and showed him Mickey Mouse. He'd be like, whatever. I want to watch Blues Clues. Or I Sesame see. Well, yeah, there's okay. so much. Yeah, like programming out there now right and was, so yeah. so they realized that like this was going to be a problem not today but in 30 years because ultimately what disney is selling you is nostalgia correct so if you didn't enjoy it as a child you're not going to have any nostalgia for it as an adult you're not gonna, and so they were like your big boy job you're right not gonna go out and try to pay for more stuff exactly yeah. so they're like we got to get out in front of this and so the first thing they did was they made house of mouse and that was supposed to bring mickey to a new generation right i feel like my kid my kid used to watch there was like a villain one i think yeah there i mean they they put some uh, like yeah, standalone yeah, yeah. and basically house of mouse was what they would do is it was kind of an uh, it was a framing device and it was supposed to be this this nightclub that mickey mouse yeah had. all yeah. the disney characters would come and go and then they would drop in shorts that you had already seen so you might you know you might see a donald short and right 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 and then they'd go back to the you know, so even though the show was a half an hour, so they really only had to probably do about eight minutes of animation, and then they could pad it with other stuff. But you'd have these framing sequences, and the whole point was they were going to introduce a new generation, the Disney characters. I see. The show is a really good show. Warner was, Bros. The Looney Tunes did that. Looney Tunes did something similar. Yeah. yeah. And so they they and it was very well received. But the problem that they ran into was that um, was that the kids yeah but so it was targeting like they were targeting like eight to 12 year olds okay and they realized that it was too late they had already decided eight to 12 year olds and mickey mouse was for little kids i see what a and, bunch of dummy 12 year olds i know 12 year olds. and they wouldn't touch it they wouldn't go anywhere near it and so even though it was getting decent ratings they they scrapped it because it wasn't doing what they wanted it to which i was always kid. felt like mickey mouse was like the kid stuff Right. So, like, as I got older, I was like, yeah, I want to watch Bugs Bunny punch Yosemite Sam in the face. Right. Yeah. And so, so then they, even though it was the show was doing well, they canceled it, and then they put all their energy behind uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which was for, like, three to five-year-olds. Okay. So, they're like, we got to catch them earlier. Yeah, and my so, nephew loves the hell out of that show. Yeah, and like, that show is... He yeah. has like Minnie and Mickey dolls all the time now. And then that the stupid uh hot dog song or something. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity yeah. dog. Yeah. That was like, they might be giants. Yeah. That was like his jam. <laughs> it is. It is? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. They might be giants. TMBG does the music on I that. had no that's kind of awesome. I got I got him <laughs> a uh Mickey Mouse uh like 
stuffed animal that like dances and sings to the hot the hot dog song. Or <laughs> yeah, did they do stuff on Animaniacs? Who's that? They might be giants. I uh, they did. I don't think so. There were a lot of songs on there, but I don't think that they did. Okay. But you know, I, I feel like Istanbul was on. They, they oh, they they did do like a cover or something of that. Did they? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, they and they had like the Nations of the World song. Yeah, they, yeah. you know, I mean, oh, they did a lot of music. Yeah. they did a lot of music. But such a good show. <laughs> edit, well, yeah, but um, but yeah, so that was we, how that we was, need a gritty reboot of the Animaniacs. Yeah. No, we don't. Just <laughs> to go back, let Paul Dini write it. Them and Tiny Tunes, bring yeah. it all back. That was good but, stuff. But anyway, that's why. So that's why Mickey Mouse Clubhouse exists. I know that. Like, I was thinking like Mickey Mouse Club when I was like, they're bringing the Mickey. Like, oh no, like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I got you. I got you. So. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I loved Mickey Mouse Club when I was younger. Yeah, I, you did. I had a huge crush on um, Britney Spears, Christina Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> no Ryan um, Gosling, Ryan Gosling, Carrie, Gosling. Carrie Russell. Man, oh. Carrie Russell was part of that. Yeah, yeah. She what was, was the part other of the one? Cast. What was the one that was on it? Kids Incorporated. Yeah, Kids Incorporated. That one. Had, that was the one Fergie was on, right? Fergie yeah. and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, uh, and somebody else. But yeah, Ryan Gosling, Britney, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, yeah. Ryan Gosling. All those guys were yeah. on that. So well done. Anyway, so coming in number three, <laughs> our movie of the week, Love the Coopers. I mean, Olivia Wilde was in it. That is a statement of fact. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, we'll get into it later. Oh, we will. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so that that's your Christmas movie. Your, yeah. Your, your Christmas, Christmas movie, movie before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to sneak it, it out there. It looks like um, a complete rehash of The Family Stone. I did not see The Family Stone, but I can tell you it's a complete rehash. Of yeah, every Christmas movie ever made. <laughs> so it'll yes, get a lot of play. Yeah. I can see why they do it because people will buy it and watch it during Christmas time because they want a Christmas movie. Yeah, people but want there Christmas. are oh, all right. There are no shortage of Christmas movies, yeah. but this is but yeah. So it made eight point five million dollars and it's its first week, so that makes it like total I said, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still waiting so. for the Seth Rogan So uh, they showed a trailer for that when I saw this and I was like, Why would you do that? Because that movie looks. Su- they showed a. They showed a trailer for Krampus, and this is yeah. This those is are Christmas. The, those you are got the, completely yeah. different trailers than I, I did. did. Well, I was at STL Cinemas. Okay. Um, and they just they're like, uh, oh, that one works. Yeah, that <laughs> one's fine too. Yeah, is it the night before or something like that? Is what I thought no. it was like the last Christmas. No, it's, that's not what it's called. No, I think it's the night before. Either way, it looks fantastic. Yeah. No, yes. it looks it looks really funny. <laughs> I can't wait for that one. And and I net like. When they talk about Wrecking Ball in that trailer, like, oh, how, it's like, so good, and then like the music comes in, and I'm like, wow, this works really well. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is an awesome trailer. Okay. So it's the same guys that did This Is the End and Neighbors, and I think This Is the it's End Seth is Rogen fantastic. And, and yeah. his writing partner, uh, Neighbors, Evan Goldberg. Yeah, not yeah. so much. Neighbors is fine. It was but okay. This Is the End. I thought yeah. was amazing. We'll see. It'll be great. I thought Neighbors was overrated. Yeah, for as much yeah. money as it made, I was like, I was a little disappointed. It was yeah, run of the mill. This is the end. Uh, my favorite part so was good. when Jonah Hill was praying. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> God, it's Jonah Hill. It's Oscar winner Jonah Hill. <laughs> Oscar nominee Jonah Hill. <laughs> oh, man, that uh, movie. So good. Michael Sarah in that movie is fantastic. Yeah. That's so good. So uh, I saw a movie Michael Sarah was in this week. Did you? Yeah. It's a little art house movie called Entertainment. And? And uh, there should be a class action lawsuit Oof. based on it being called entertainment. <laughs> if enough Ooh. people would ever see it, I could think of one thing wrong with that title. If enough people would ever see it to form a class <laughs> for there to be action, but it's uh, it's got stars this comedian named Neil Hamburger, and his whole shtick is that he's one of he's it's anti comedy. So he's one of these comedians who's 
like deliberately not funny. Okay. And then that becomes funny. And I hate that shtick. And I, I don't mind it, but like I don't like his shtick. I didn't think when he it's was done funny. well. It's yeah, it it's can good. be funny, but yeah. it's definitely like you know it's in that Andy Kaufman vein. Yeah. And uh, and then this movie is like him doing that, but then it's also like this really kind of like sad, non sequitur, art house movie. It's, so it's like Michael Sarah. Well, Michael Sarah's only in one scene. Oh, all but, right, all right. Um, but uh, but it's just I don't know. It's everything like. It's ever when it, you know when we talk about art house movies and like we're like you should go see it. It's not what you think of when you think of art house movies. <laughs> this is everything you think of when you think of art house movies. So it's pretentious, and yes. boring, and yeah. yeah, and it's just weird for the sake of weird. And then if you don't like it, they're going to tell you that you just didn't you just get don't it. get it. Yeah. yeah, and it's like no, you just made a big. No, I got trailer. it. It just wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I hate that arguments. Like anytime I see somebody like no, you just didn't understand it. And I was like, no, I understood that it's a piece of. Sh- yeah, like, that's what I understood. That's how I feel about a lot of contemporary art. Like, you've, you've gone to the contemporary art museum? No, because yeah. I just be like, I don't get it. it. Like, I remember going to one, uh, I, I was like there for like a, an event, and one of them was rolled up carpet or whatever. Like, just literally. Just I have that ro- in my basement. Rolled up carpet. And I'm like, oh, are they like putting carpet? Like, no, this is part <laughs> of the exhibit. And I'm like, <laughs> what? what is that supposed to, like, like I mean, like. I don't know what there is to get. Like, <laughs> it doesn't take any talent or any vision to, to, to walk by to, a dumpster to put I a think roll of carpet in the middle <laughs> they of just, the floor. They just couldn't afford the dump fee, <laughs> and they were like, "Well, we can sell it to the art museum for 150 grand. Just call it let's, art. Let's do it." Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> and that's the thing that pisses me off about that stuff the most is most of it like takes no talent or thought whatsoever. I tripped and spilled and, paint on this wall, and people. I mean, even that. Like, I mean, th- th- I mean, there's like Jacks, Jackson, Jackson Pollock, where like it, it, he was doing something, but like a lot of these guys are just basically like rich kids who made friends with other rich kids, and they're just jerking each other off in the art scene <laughs> onto yeah. the onto the point yeah. the page. Yeah, that'd probably be more interesting than the rolled-up <laughs> carpet, to be honest. This is the glass from my shattered windshield. <laughs> That's so, it? That's all we're going to do? All right. So, uh, number four. Yeah. The Martian. Still hanging around. Still hanging around. $6.7 million, bringing this total up to $207 million in change. So, The Martian is doing okay for itself. Uh, coming in at number five, The 33. That's the one about the miners? That's the one about the miners. Boy, Jared Fogle has never been more disappointed in a movie. <laughs> oh, those kind of those miners. Those kind of miners. Ooh. Yeah. I was really excited. I just heard it was a movie about miners <laughs> and drilling. <laughs> and, and, I, I postponed my chi- my yeah. sentence for child pornography so I could get to this movie. How disappointed was I? <laughs> He's like, not the, me. He's like Jared, doing like a Star Wars lineup <laughs> type thing outside the theater for, yeah. uh, for two Mr. months. Mr. Fogle, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. like, no, miners. I just really want to see this movie. <laughs> are they immigrants? Awesome. Even better. <laughs> They never report. Yeah. No one will listen to yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw this. For a second. And this is, was like the quality of a made-for-TV movie. So we were discussing, like, I feel like last We were week, on the fence about seeing <laughs> this one. Everyone's like, no, 33. I was like, oh, I don't want to see that. Either one of <laughs> either of our choices this week were it was pretty tough. crappy. Yeah. It it just to tough. be fair. It is so, true. Uh, like I said, Olivia Wilde wins. <laughs> yeah. So uh, coming to number six, Goosebumps. For it, still hanging around. Four point five million dollars, uh, bringing its total up to seventy three million dollars. So that's good. That's a good movie. I wish that was making more money. I think it's a hit, but I but we, it's a like a ground rule double. I yeah. wish it was at least a triple. <laughs> what's what's that line from uh, Bad News? The say the remake of Bad News Bears, where he's like, "It's not like kissing your sister." 
Well, maybe your hot stepsister. So it's not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how did we talk about when How to Train Your Dragon two came out? Like it did well, but we were just like, I don't know why it's not doing better. Better. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's this is always going to be those movies. I mean, like for some reason they just don't they click. don't hit hit the market at the right time or something. I mean, like uh. Um, Pacific Rim, Edge yeah. of Tomorrow, both yeah, of those yeah, movies yeah. were movies that I think everybody thought were, was going to do better because of the crowd response. And it, but <laughs> Guillermo del Toro was like, no, it did great. We're going to make a second one. Yeah, but then, yeah. I don't did know. great in China. Did yeah. it? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it did. That's why it, it, it's, it's in turnaround right now. Yeah. But it, that when it looked like it was going to get a second one, that's why. Uh, is because of how much money it made in China. Interesting. Yeah, China is saving God- a lot of movies. They did Godzilla, and you're like, oh, that's way better. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Do you see what they're doing with that? The Godzilla versus King Kong. Why not? Yeah, sure, sure. Skull Island first, and then or Kong Skull Island, and then they're gonna do King Kong versus Godzilla. As long as they're not guys in suits, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'd we'll go watch it. If it was I would do it. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number seven, Bridge of Spies uh, made four point two million dollars, bringing its total up to sixty one million dollars. Which that's pretty good for a movie like that. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's Spielberg and Tom Hanks, but it's also it's pretty. You know, it's that's not a mass appeal subject no, matter. No. You know, this was a smaller movie, so I think no one watches that trailer and and is like, "Well, that's on my to do list." Right? Yeah. Like, so that, that they pro- probably go to the theater like, "Well, it's Tom Hanks and Steve Steven Spielberg. Where can I go wrong?" Yeah, we'll take a ticket to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, coming to number eight, how is this? It must be at the Dollar Theater, uh, Hotel Transylvania two. Still, <sighs> really, two point three million dollars. That's got to be dollar show money. It has to be. It's got to be. Like who's seeing? I was hoping that it would just get knocked out, but then yeah. I saw what came out this week. I was like, nope. But it's uh, it's it brings its total up to one hundred and sixty-five million dollars. <laughs> so we were at the video store Friday night, and my daughter walked past it and picked it up, and I was like, no. <laughs> she was like, no, it looks fine. I was like, no, pick something else. She was like, oh, okay. So we didn't. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. Go yeah. get Aladdin. We'll watch Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even touch it. Don't even touch that movie. So uh, then coming in at uh, number nine. Uh, I have to skip down to the limited release thing. Is uh, Prim Ratan Dahan Payo? What is that? I'm gonna go on a limb and say <laughs> it's foreign. I uh, it's nope, Lady I Gaga's new movie. <laughs> I think it's uh, well, it's from Fox International Productions. So yes, and uh, it's a looks like a Bollywood movie. Yeah, ah, and I'm not just saying that because it's directed How by that- Siraj Bharat. Jata. How did that make two <laughs> and a half million dollars on a limited release? I, mean, I I think because it's if you want to see a if you're I mean if you're Indian and you want to see a Bollywood movie, like you're gonna go. You yeah. got you got nothing else coming out for you. You know what I mean? Like that's you know it's a limited release. But my guess is knowing nothing about it, I'm just totally guessing that this was probably a big huge hit in India. Ah, uh, and th- so. It finally rolled out in America, and so everybody's like, uh, the you know, people in that community are like, this is the big oh, hit. We yeah. can finally go see it here. Right. I'm going to go. I'm going to make a point to go see this movie. You know, I mean, I, th- I mean, I remember when I went to the, I went to, uh, saw, I saw Slumdog Millionaire at the St. Louis International Film Festival. Which like, is going on right now. Which is going on right now. Uh, I, but I saw it like, it played there probably like six or seven weeks before it opened. Yeah. And I'd say that that crowd was 80% Indian. Oh, yeah. For a movie that's not really an Indian film. I mean, obviously, it takes place in India. It's about <laughs> India, but who? Danny Boyle. This Danny that? Boyle movie, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that movie almost went straight to video. 
because wow. because they were like, who who wants to see this movie? Yeah. They just couldn't grasp marketing it, and then it just it was doing so well at screenings and whatnot. Interesting, it had such good audience reaction. That and you, it's a great movie. That is a good movie, and, you, and you don't hear that anymore. Like you don't hear of like these massive success stories where they're like, yeah. We weren't gonna mess with it. We were just gonna put it on, yeah, you know, yeah, straight it, to DVD. It almost because his his the movie before that was Sunshine, so he wasn't a hot director anymore. Yeah, yeah. and isn't that weird? Because that's a good movie. too. It's a good movie, but it didn't make money. Yeah. And then this movie was such a weird kind of. I mean, that's a very. I don't mean that the movie's weird, or but that it's just it's a it's, stretch of a plot. It could be. Yeah, it's just it's a hard sell from a marketing standpoint. It's not just you know another. Young adult novel adapted, or <laughs> yeah, Nicholas right, Sparks right. movie, or something Comic like book movie. You got to put some thought into like how do we get people to see this, and how do we get people who aren't Indian to go see it? That's like how point. do we get not you know how do we get you know just Joe average American with no Indian heritage to be like oh I want to see this movie that's about India and right. starts nothing but Indians and a third of it is in subtitles. Like that, that's not an easy sell. Was it? So it it won for best picture. Yeah. Did he get not? Did the kid get nominated? Or the girl, I, I don't remember. Right. I don't remember. I either. thought I thought one of the actors got nominated for that, something. That was the winner of uh, the St. Louis Film Festival that year too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should have Brian's bath on the we, show. We, we were one of the, I think one of the first places to show it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, interesting. It was, but so anyway, uh, so um, so anyway, yeah, it made two million dollars. That's why I just think that it's probably that's a big hit in India. Pretty interesting. And if you live yeah. here, but you follow, but you're you know you're from there, that's your culture. You're going to run out and see that movie. If wonder, you if you lived in a country that didn't get American movies yeah. very often, and they and they rolled out here's Terminator grown, Genesis, here's grown ups too. I'm in. Oh, fine. Yeah, you <laughs> you would run out to see that movie because right. you'd be like, I never seen movies. That's like That's a this. great point. Michael that's Booth a, will tell you <laughs> if he's really from China. <laughs> that's true. I always I've always wondered that. Like, I wonder. Obviously, here in in America, like we get films from all over the place. If you just know where to look for them, yeah. So I wonder if, but you, you know, if but you also go we China, get them because we're in a we're in a major city. That's true. You know, most that's a good people point. once you get out of the top, you know, forty fifty cities, yeah, like that, you don't have that option, right? Right. And I just wonder, like, if you're in China and you're like, you know, I'd like to see, I don't know, uh, Shaun of the Dead or you know, some of those smaller titles. That's I granted, Shaun of the Dead's a British movie, not an American movie, but like I wonder what the how you could get that there or if it's well, even I think available. It's, I think it's even harder in a, in a place like China because you have the government yeah, throttling what you can see. That's true. That's true. You know, so it's it's not even oh, yeah. as simple uh, of oh, is it a business? Is it a good business model for the, Can they make money off this? Like they they will constrict what can or can't Man. make it into their country. That's weird. It's so, not weird, but that's just that's intense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> we can say it's weird. I'll say that. I'll go out and I'll put out on the lump. That's weird. It's not weird. It's wrong because it's, it's politically motivated. It's not. Correct. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, and because they want to prop up their own film industry. and Which and, is fine. I understand Which that. is also fine. Like I get that. Like Canada did that for a long time. Like yes. They, like, and they probably still do to some degree, but like they used to have for music, they had this thing called Maple and it like it had to. You have that like 40%. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, had, it had to, for it to be considered Canadian and then your radio stations and stuff had to play X amount of Canadian yeah. content. Content. In between hockey games, yeah. yeah. So, but so it was like maple. So it's for like musicians, artist, producer, label. Isn't that still? What. Isn't it still? A thing? It might still be. I, I don't it know. Is. It's just a Lance Morissette and Brian Adams. Yeah, but so, but so, what? What? What that did though was it made it so like Brian Adams couldn't get signed to a U.S. record label. 
hire all U.S. musicians and then have it count as a Canadian release. Interesting. Right. And so um, so so that that's the battle that they, you know, would. I think it works, though, because I think there's certain artists that uh, are huge up there that don't matter down here. Tragically Hip is is one of them. Well, I think Snow, the rapper. Even uh, some of them, I I think because they get more play in Canada, um, some of the trendsetters will kind of push them down here, like Arcade Fire. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, that's probably one that got a boost from it. Oh, Uh, interesting. uh, Broken Social Scene. Uh, Billy Talent. I mean, there's there's a bunch of bands that have made their way down. I think because they were, you know, can- Canadian radio was searching for good bands. To right. Play. Yeah. But I I um I know that they were having issues for a while because a lot of what radio stations would do is like on Sunday nights they would just be like Canadian music show. Yeah. And they'd play like four hours of Canadian music when nobody's listening, and then the rest of the week sound like whatever. They also had issues with um uh trying to control. Cable like cable television sh- just showing U.S. shows like that. I wrote a paper about it in college. And you couldn't do it. They you could do it, but like they were concerned about their you know what they would refer to as their cultural sovereignty because they would um because all their their kids would grow up watching nothing but basically recycled U.S. television shows, right. and so. Like they would just grow up watching Cheers and Night Court, and I guess Family Ties was okay because Nine Hundred Two One Zero came out. And they're like, we can do that. Let's call it Democracy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. He's, yeah, he's Canadian. True. Yeah, but uh, um, but you know, but they would. You know, so they were they were trying to come up with ways to, you know, and it's funny when you hear Canadian actors that came out of the Canadian scene talk about working in television in Canada. Yeah, it's like they're always working on shows, and you're just like, what the hell what is that? What are you that? talking about? Like, yeah, like I mean, uh. Mike Myers talks about how he was on some like short-lived show with Gilda Radner, and he was a little kid. He was a child oh, actor, okay, okay. and she was an adult. And this was like you know, and he was so excited to work with her. And but uh, um, but it was all it was Canadian, like and it just never has seen the light of day down here. Interesting. So, I wonder if you could find it online. Yeah, probably you can find everything. Yeah, online, that's true. So yeah. so anyway, coming to number ten, the last Witch Hunter, the last of your Halloween movies. <laughs> <laughs> made $1.5 million, bringing its total to $26 million. So take that, Vin Diesel. Yeah. Stop it. Yes. Just do Groot. They call it the Franchise and, Hunter. And whatever your uh, whatever your other guy's name is in the Fast and Furious movies. Oh. Dom. Dom. There Dominic Toretto. Dominic. Come on. Yeah, sorry. You sorry. would think. Sorry, bro. You would think Vin Diesel would have been like, I don't want a character whose name is that close to dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think in 90, no, 99. I think the word dumb still existed. In yeah, but I don't think he realized what his career was going to yeah, turn into. He was going to play that character for the rest of his life. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. No matter what. <laughs> so I, uh, um, but yeah, so, um, so there, there's your box. Office there it for is. It. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty light week. It's a pretty light week. Yeah. So, yeah. and, uh, so, uh, we will do the Coopers. Yeah. On the next episode. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Yep. So, uh, but yeah. So every, every every trope you've ever hated, <laughs> oof, you're gonna get them <laughs> in spades. Yeah. So, I guess we'll go around the table Kate, and everybody can. Kate would love it. She would. It's yeah. totally. It's totally like yeah. It's your if you have if you if your mother will love this movie. Correct. Your grandmother will love this. But yes, we'll go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. I'm Blake Fail. You can find me on Twitter at Epic Fail F E H L. 
This is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, if you would like to continue the conversation online or send us a message, you can do it at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Real Spoilers. I was taking a breath. I was talking a lot. I'm, I'm old. That's all it takes for me to get winded. Yeah. Um, Learn breath control. Come I on. I have control, but it's more the kind Prince talks about. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to bring my inhaler for you next time. I have full control over my vagina. Um, <laughs> so, so you can also email us at realspoilers at reviewstl.com or follow us on Twitter. I can't remember if I actually said that part. At Real Spoilers. We can always say it twice. It's shameless plugs at the back end. That's so right. Real Spoilers, at Real Spoilers on the Twitter. On there. the Twitter, yeah. There. Did I forget anything that we're supposed to do? Dude, like, I don't look at me. iTunes, like, rate, the, review, and I subscribe. The, I am the most unreliable person when it comes to any of that, that stuff in general. But as you heard in the front of the show, it really does help when people see those reviews. When they're deciding which podcast to sample, when they see lots of reviews and they're positive, people check us out. So so that's that. It was a prime example of why we ask you that week to week. Correct. Is because it really does, when people stumble across the show, it adds a validity and then when they see other people that are listening and enjoying. And so. also it helps if when we want to go look for guests. Yes. Uh, and they Cause say... Because they, they do check us out. They do. The first thing they do is pull us up on iTunes and if they you know it's a lot easier now that we have like going on a hundred reviews than when we had going on two. <laughs> Can we print out pamphlets like the watchtower? Yeah. But like go door to door. Yeah. It'll be I, called the bunker or something. Like I, I work on a uh, on a college campus and I literally have thought about just doing flyers and be like Have you heard the good word, sir? <laughs> just throwing them in like the quads. <laughs> do you have a personal relationship with real spoilers? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and not just because it's in my basement. <laughs> So, so uh, that's it for this episode. Coming up on the next one, we will uh, take on Love the Coopers. You've been warned, and dear God, have you been warned. We are warning you. Yes. <laughs> if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. And if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, buy you furniture for your house maybe a nice chesterfield or an ottoman and if i had a million dollars if i had a million dollars well i'd buy you a k-car a nice reliant automobile and if i had a million dollars i'd buy you up there and, and hang out like open the fridge and stuff and there are already be food laid out for us